Welcome to Pregnancy Help Podcast. This week's session offers a glimpse into conversations on trauma-informed care currently happening in the housing community and is hosted by Heartbeat International Housing Specialist, Mary Peterson. This podcast is part of a much larger conversation available for download in the store at www.heartbeatservices.org. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast series where we're exploring kind of topics related to trauma-informed care, um, looking deeply at those. Uh, it's a new field of study for many of us, so we're kind of in this process of experimenting and thinking and trying to stretch ourselves to think a little bit differently, and we've invited a panel of experts to join us for some discussions on those. Today, we have two amazing women from Lifehouse in Houston. I'm going to invite them to just tell, them a little, tell us a little bit about your work experience and <laughs> give you permission to share all the great things that you've done in, uh, in this field. Sure will. My name is Valerie Harkins, and I am the Director of Programs with Lifehouse of Houston. Uh, and so my background actually comes from this field. It's progressed over time. Uh, first, I will say I began as a client, uh, and so I was what we call a child from hard places. And so I experienced an immense amount of trauma um, and also found myself homeless and pregnant. Um, and through a series of events, I found that I was able to go to a maternity home, carry my pregnancy to term, um, place for adoption, I have an open adoption with my beautiful son who is 12 years old today. Uh, and then following that, I was actually able to be adopted um, at 17 years old. So from there, I, um, I, I decided to, that I wanted to go to college. And so I finished high school. Um, I went and got my bachelor's degree in social work. And during that period of time, I was able to uh, become heavily involved in grassroots organizations uh, uh, for things like anti-violence movements and community education about domestic violence, dating violence, sexual assault and stalking. Um, that progressed into doing some other work with, for instance, HIV education and outreach to the homeless. And then from there, I responded to a call to return to my roots for pro-life ministry, something I swore I would never do in my youth. Uh, and there I was. And so I uh, served with a couple of pro-life organizations here in Houston and then eventually found my home at Lifehouse of Houston. And so I am a licensed social worker and just absolutely love applying um, a variety of aspects of knowledge to the everyday work that we do. So that's who I am. Uh, Hillary, you want to tell them about yourself? Sure. Um, so I am Hillary, and I work with Lifehouse of Houston as well as the program coordinator. Um, I am also a licensed professional counselor in the state of Texas, and I really come from a history of trauma work. Um, majority of what I've done is work with children. So I started working um, doing forensic assessments with children in trauma and crisis, um, and then have done a lot of crisis counseling work um, related to women and children in trauma. So Lifehouse was actually my first experience working with um, adults, um, but I have found that working with children has been super beneficial in working with adults um, because you can really um, see a lot of the childhood trauma and what it does, um, especially to the brain. So I'm fascinated with the brain and fascinated with what it does and what it does for trauma and what it does um, for anxiety and depression and then how we can combat that as well. And so kind of my niche at, at 
Lifehouse is um, we, I do the crisis end of the counseling um, on the front end. So whenever women call, I'm the first person that they talk to, um, and we kind of figure out what they need from referrals to living with us to um, being admitted to a psychiatric hospital. So it just kind of all depends. Um, I also have a private practice that I work, so that's kind of my background and how I got to Lifehouse. Uh, fantastic. I'm sure our listeners are, yeah, thank you for sharing both of your um, experiences, both education-wise and hard-won experiences. Valerie, thank you for sharing your testimony, a little glimpse of that as well. So and congrats on your son's birthday today. We're going to talk a bit today about the, the dynamics that exists between having clinical staff, and by clinical staff, what we mean is people with credentials or licenses, so things like um, professional counselors, licensed social workers, people with some level of credentialing, and then kind of the reality that many of our homes exist is that um, there's there's uh, many people doing direct service with women who aren't necessarily clinical staff. So I'm going to talk just a little bit about that dynamic and how it plays out. We do know that over time, a lot of our homes kind of bring on clinical staff. So they recognize, oh, there's there's more that we need to do here to really help these women and, and often do that by starting to integrate clinical staff maybe on a part-time basis first and then over time kind of integrating them more deeply into their program. That tends to be a life cycle move that many of our homes make. So that's our topic. We're going to do that. We're going to approach that in a few different ways and looking forward to a great discussion with these ladies. Perhaps you could share um, just a little bit about that dynamic within your own program. Um, Maybe do you only have clinical staff? Do you have a blend? Can you just kind of give us an overview of how that dynamic plays out with Lifehouse? Sure, Will. This has been an active conversation that we've had um, in many circles amongst staff, um, even at the board level, um, and certainly, you know, as directors. We are trying to figure out what the right balance is. Um, and so we recognize that many people who are called or feel called by God to serve these women that we have the privilege of serving often feel ill-equipped to do so. Or maybe they feel equipped in the beginning, they jump in and then realize they're ill-equipped to do so. Um, And that stunning kind of moment when the honeymoon wears off, when we realize, oh my goodness, I'm in deep and I don't know how to, I don't know how to fix her. What's going on? And so we have tried to figure that out. How do we um, partner with the woman who's been called by the Lord? to serve this woman, uh, especially when that person is not clinically trained in any aspect, right? Does that automatically negate her role in our um, form of ministry and in our mission in our city? So um, we believe, no, that does not mean that. And so we realize we have to kind of take a multiple or a multifaceted approach at the subject. And one is we recognize we have to have professionally trained people on staff. Okay, so that, that's just it. It can't be all one or all the other. And so we always have to have um, a licensed professional counselor, um, and we have learned the value in having an LPC. We've, from there, we've realized other professional roles are pivotal even if we don't have them on staff, but maybe we partner with someone in the community with that, and that would be what's called an LCDC, so that's a licensed chemical dependency counselor, and of course, our licensed social workers uh, that have many different letters to their name, different types of social workers. Um, And so what that leaves us with then on the other half are our 
what we call our laypersons. And so recently in the last year, we have really put forth some effort in finding our our team members that maybe have some form of knowledge or training in the subject, right? So for instance, our house moms currently have an education background that would help them in their role today. And what that has done is it has made it so that their time in the ministry is not their first exposure to this demographic. So what we have found is some level of basic knowledge and exposure to the demographic is vital to utilizing a person that is not a licensed professional. And then we pair that person with a licensed professional as their teammate, and they work together to make decisions uh, regarding the resident. So, for instance, our licensed counselor um, has daily conversations with our house mom. So they're kind of the yin and the yang and the balance to one another. Um, even for myself, as I'm making decisions, I often refer to Hillary, um, and I want to go to her as a um, as an LPC and with all of her trauma background um, to help me put it in perspective, right? And so then we take all of that and we just go forward and we see. Let's just see how it goes. And so far, that has been pretty pretty successful for us. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's Pregnancy Help Podcast. If you'd like to hear the rest of the conversation, visit www.heartbeatservices.org to download the full session.